So after all that, after all that hype, all the who are we going to play, the Bruins fucking blew it. I mean, I know there's the President's Trophy curse, but man, when they were up three to one, I was confident that they were going to be able to close this out. I am shocked and so happy. (laughs) I don't know if you've heard from any Bruins fans, but my God, it is like hearing us at the end of every first round exit. They're like, I don't want to think about hockey. I don't want to talk about hockey. Don't talk to me about anything related to this team until October. I'm done. This is a nightmare. And it's just so fun to listen to because it's not us for once. Oh, my God. (laughs) I think my favorite reaction was in our Inside the Rink um, big group chat from the creator of the company. You know, these guys are big Boston Bruins fans. And their first response was Leafs and four. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. they they said Leafs and four because they were so mad at you know, their team in Florida getting ahead. And I was like, yes, finally, they're on our side. And finally, we can flip the script, pass on the baton and say, see ya. It was 3-1. <laughs> but guys, this we want Florida chant is fucking haunting me now. <laughs> like- <laughs> okay, look, before we get to that, not only is Boston out, the Rangers are out, and the Avalanche lost to the Seattle Kraken. What is going on? Right? Man, these predictions we made, um, a lot of them went our way, but then it's these big juggernaut teams that just completely surprised us. Like, I'm so happy Seattle put up that fight we were talking about, but... Come on, Rangers getting shut out in game seven for nothing. What the fuck? What about um, that Jacob Truba hit on Timo Meyer? Holy Mackinac. I like Truba's always one of those guys where he throws a hit and it's like, ah, that's clean. But my God, you almost killed a man. Like, was that necessary? I'm honestly shocked that he was back on the bench. I don't know if he played, but like they didn't pull him out for concussion protocol. The dude was like almost unconscious on the ice. That was a full on shoulder like to the I mean, no, it wasn't contact directly to the head, but it was, I mean, all very high chest. That does not feel good. You don't need head contact to have a concussion. No, you don't. The whiplash itself can cause it, right? Oh, man. Like, yeah, he's a brick wall. and <laughs> No one wants to run into that. And it's playoffs, baby. So it's going to be 10 times more intense. And I just I, I think we're just all shocked, right? Rangers, I've had them to the, the semifinal, I believe. Or, and like even Colorado going all the way almost to the final there. And Honestly, I was scared of how much the Rangers loaded up. Like the people that they grabbed, it was like every big name, like that was top of the list for, you know, where are they going to go? It was like the Rangers were really swinging for it. And they knew that this was a a good year. Like, fuck, I don't blame them. I'm just really shocked that they lost. That's all. Not really. Look at how they matched up against the Devils. Like, yes, they had skill. They had veteran presence, but they were skating like they were in quicksand the whole series. 
the, honestly, like this, it was the speed that outdid them. It's the one thing that New Jersey seems to have over everybody. And uh, I didn't expect it to take them this far. When I was watching game seven there, um, just hearing that the bread man was pointless for five straight and that was the biggest gap of his career and just all of these things you would not expect to hear in a game seven against the devils. And, you know, we thought we'd put, they'd put up a fight, but to come out like this and, you know, they have a Vesna candidate on their team. They, uh, Fox just got nominated for the Norris. Then you add... (laughs) You know, Kate, Patrick Kane and Tarasenko. Ah, the rags, guys. Yeah. <laughs> fucking frauds, I guess. <laughs> and uh, I mean, the last thing is, did anybody see last night where um, <clears throat> despite scoring four goals, Leon Dreisaitl could not beat the Vegas Golden Knights and he lost five to four? <laughs> yeah, that's the first time that that's happened since the previous night with Joe Pavelski. <laughs> I'm just going to say, four was not enough. They lose it in OT to the Seattle Kraken. Damn, guys. <laughs> what, what's, what are the chances of that happening? Pavelski does it. That's the first time since 1993 with Ray Ferraro, right? So 30 years. And then it happens the following night. Exact, like Pretty much the exact same scenario. What are the chances of that happening? That's honestly insane i'm I'm not gonna lie i saw people talking about the four goal thing but i missed pavelski's because i've been just so swamped with work but that's that's crazy that two people scored four and lost and just the teams moving on to the second round here you 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 look at the western conference you have two teams that's never won a cup seattle vegas dallas last one in 1999 edmonton in 1990 you move on to the East, Carolina, 2006, Toronto, 1967, Florida, never. And then you have the Devils in 2003. Like, it's what a year, what a playoff run for these teams. And I don't know, there's a lot to say about every series. But uh, Carolina, guys, you guys were so high up on the Islanders. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, like, there's no fucking way. Man, Bo Horvat was useless. Right? Like, I just saw a stat. He had like 18 points in 36 games with the Islanders. That's that's not good. He was over a point a game in Vancouver. Like, what the hell? He pulled a Nick Foligno. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, in his defense, you can't. They tried to bring him in as like the one guy who's going to score goals. Like, yes, they have a couple that can pot the odd one but they don't score a ton that's not their strategy and i don't know not giving him a ton of support he can't one man this he's not leon dreisaitl (laughs) i love how it was pierre engvall keeping them in the game uh, their last game they played there and i don't know just kind of what i expected with the islanders for them to crash and fail and then you have the vegas and winnipeg series uh, beaner and Southey were high on winnipeg i don't know why <laughs> but um seeing you know jesse pollock's face in the square uh the other night i wanted to punch his face so hard i just want to say he's so fucking annoying in real life too and uh, starting those fuck the Jets chants was, was definitely worth it uh, every time he made an appearance. So you're welcome. He's, he's <clears throat> such a closet Leaf fan. 
Like, even when the Leafs advanced, that video they posted of him screaming and yelling no, it was all he could do not to be smiling the entire time. Yeah. Speaking of uh, the Jets, did you guys hear Rick Bonus's comments after they lost? Yeah. yeah. Disgusted and appalled at the performance by his team. And then Blake Wheeler turns around and is like, mm, don't be mean. He shouldn't talk about us that way. You should have told us. You should Rick's have told like us sooner if there was it's like if you had issues you should have told me sooner it's like a a breakup like right it's it's so obvious they need to blow this leadership group up because there is no leadership like no one takes accountability on that team Ugh. yeah this you guy were... was the captain come on right and Rick said he's been telling them since January but just looking back back at our predictions Johnny you were the one who said you know skill wise they're good but the leadership problem in that room is going to tank them and I think you're absolutely right like Hellebuck couldn't save the day for the team so thank you very much I'll take that one you'll take that uh, forever and ever and beyond so how... <laughs> may the fourth be with you <laughs> Hey, shout out to Hayden Christensen. Did you guys see that when the Leafs moved on? He like jumped out of his chair mid-interview when someone told him. Oh, Darth yeah. Vader, biggest Leaf fan. Nice. Um, <laughs> I, I showed that to my son and he was like, what? Yeah, man. He, uh, so, totally aside, he's in a, um, I think it's a Netflix Christmas movie. I don't think it's a Hallmark one. Um, it's called Little Italy. It's him and Emma Roberts, and it takes place in Toronto, and it's like a Romeo and Juliet, but with like pizza places. It's so, it's a hate watch. Like it, it's it's <laughs> worth the hate watch around Christmas time, definitely. Nice. Because I, nice. I haven't seen Hayden Christensen in anything since Star Wars, and like that one time travel thing. I think. Anyway, how did we do uh, on our our predictions for the first round, like number of games wise? Um, I I didn't do the totals, but I do have them all here. If you want to go through them by each series, I could let y'all know. Yeah, because um, I don't have mine written down. Let's see the Colorado. And we know that that so these are going to be checked off because we'll have banners here. You know what? I just have to look up Darty's real quick. But another one you had in the bag, uh, Roscoe, was that you know no one believed in who was it Dallas. Or no, maybe that's the next round. Uh, you were saying you would gladly eat shit on this one. Colorado versus Dallas. Dallas in six. And Colorado didn't make it to the second round. So you can take that Aha. too. Thank you. Yes. But um, <clears throat> while I just... That was first, yeah. Here we go. So Colorado and Seattle. Um, everyone picked Colorado. Um <laughs> Me and Roscoe, we both said six. Beaner, Southey both said in five. Darty was the one who said in seven. So congratulations to Darty there. Yeah, he got the closest. <laughs> um, then we had the Dallas and Minnesota series. We all picked Dallas except for Darty. We all said in six. He said the Wild in six. So what, what was that series? Was it in six or seven? Mm. I can't remember. Dallas, Minnesota? Dallas, Minnesota. Mm, I think that was in six. Ooh. I think that was six, too. Six. Yeah, Sorry, that was I'm in just, six. I'm going back and forth with the Vegas podcast, though. No worries. No. Oh, no. But, uh, what did you do? Oh, just friendly. Nothing. Stuff. <laughs> but Tita, Peter DeBoer um, still putting, or still has his record of never losing in the first round uh, with a new team. So That's crazy. That's a good pick. 
uh vegas and winnipeg um no no we were split on this so like we said beaner and southey both picked winnipeg southey said (laughs) in seven tight series but then later on in the recording i was listening back today southey's like easy money vegas (laughs) make up your mind bud (laughs) okay so uh, we said vegas was winning and how many six Okay, so we were close. We both said six. And Darty said it was the Jets in seven. So we were split on that. The Jets, Edmonton. I don't even know how they made the playoffs, honestly. How about that? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I guess. And, and, and Shifley's, Josh Morrissey. Plus, Shifley, the first half of the year. Oh, my God, the guy was on fire um, hitting all those goals. Did he hit? 40 nearly almost there i think he did but then well, he yeah, dropped the second, off the second half of their season was like abysmal same with calgary yeah. anyway uh east how did we do final bit of the west we have edmonton oh, yeah. and la we all picked edmonton including darty in either six or seven uh steph uh Southey and darty say six the rest say seven and it was Edmonton and seven. So Aha, well. that was close. Very close series. Um, Edmonton yeah. won in six. I'm doing much better than last year. They won in six. Oh, was it yeah, six? never mind. Mm-hmm. They were. Yeah, seven. okay. Never mind, guys. I'm just all over the place. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boston, Florida. Man, we all said Boston in five, except Oy. for Darty, who said Florida in six. Hoy. Okay. He's getting yep. all the wild card ones. <laughs> yep. Uh Sadly said, I think Florida wins one game at home. They're a bulletin board type of team. And or, or the Boston Bruins are a bulletin board type of team. Johnny, you thought Boston was gonna run Florida right over, and I said the Lion King will take it the longest way possible. But hey, we did not see this performance from Bob coming. Well, I didn't anyway. I mean, we should have. The dude yeah. just bounces teams in the playoffs. It doesn't matter who he plays for. I totally oh. forgot he was the one who was playing with uh, Columbus when they shut out Tampa four games. Like, yeah, man, like this guy is proven. He just had shit times in Florida, but his the rest of his career, right? That's why he went to Florida and got the big money from his ultimate numbers and being a Vesna candidate. But yeah. uh, Toronto, Tampa. We all said Toronto, of course. Um, I and Darty were the ones who said five. The rest said six. So Aha. congratulations. Um, also, Johnny, you said uh, Bunting will either make or break the series. He will be the biggest question mark. And ah. they need the big forwards to show up. So Luke and McCabe also being the biggest factors. So, yeah, that's pretty accurate. I wow see we do this so much I kind of forget what I say sometimes um that's cool I'm glad I called that there is a lot like there's a lot of little predictions here and there hey Darty, we're just going through our previous predictions I got yours here too don't worry yeah you hit up on a bunch of them that we didn't <laughs> all right I'm not so, always right but face. I'm never wrong yeah. all right can you hear us Darty? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now that we're all here, we've gone through that. Let's talk about what's going on with... Oh, what? Okay, go. Sorry, Carolina, New York Islanders. Sorry, Carolina. You all said the Islanders, except for me. Okay. 
Well, not the numbers. You all said Islanders in seven. Uh, Darty said in six. I said Carolina in seven. And finally, we all picked the Rangers, except for Darty, who picked the, the Devils in seven. I wouldn't seven. be Darty B if I didn't pick the Darty. Devils, baby. Anyone that... Any and I picked time the Rangers you in went five. Off, anytime Darty went off the board, he got it right. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> off so, the dark board. Johnny, you actually said it's separating established skill from lucky new young talent who are having a good season. Yeah. Should have gone on the ring or the doubles then. <laughs> but yeah. All now right. Round two. We're all here. Darty's here. Somebody's here Mina's in spirit. here. Steph's here. It's round two, baby. Hi, this is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs. And this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now your starting lineup. Roscoe, the fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. Alrighty, welcome back to Leafs Late Night, presented by Inside the Rank, where it is never too late for the Leafs. Um, but they really got to make an effort to come back here because we are down two games to nothing. And uh, both of them at home. The Leafs are one in four at home so far in this postseason. I thought oh. we were... Wait, was Matt Murray the one that's good at home and Sammy's the one that's good on the road? Is that what's happening here? No. It's so then the what the opposite. fuck is going on? What is going on then? I have no explanation. <laughs> I thought he was supposed to be good at home and we're just winning on the road. In places where teams don't lose on the road, with like with Tampa, I don't... <sighs> what is going on is that hockey is ridiculously unpredictable because you look at the Tampa series... Compare it to last year. Last year, we were the better team the entire series. And we didn't yep. This year, we were the better team for about 20 minutes of that series. <laughs> Collectively, like if, maybe, yeah. Yeah, if I'm being completely honest. If he's honest, being completely true, honest. Just, the Leafs didn't screw it up. The Leafs being didn't screw it up. Being completely honest. Oh, add that to the shirts. <laughs> we got a national Beanographic shirt coming for season three. Stay tuned. They, they um they didn't leaf it up enough to get themselves out of games to the point that they couldn't come back and that's how they were able to win that series despite at like large parts of the series being outplayed and this is the complete opposite for the majority of these games despite some mental gaffes the leafs have been playing well yeah, like t- and Sergey Bobrovsky is just absolutely shutting the door. I don't get this guy. Aside, aside from the first what seven minutes of the second period, the Leafs played the better part of this game. I wouldn't even say seven. I'd say the first like three minutes of the second period. I was trying to be generous. Like outside of the the minute where they let those two goals in, the minute and six seconds, whatever it was, like they immediately turned around and were like, "No, no, no, we're not losing this." And spent 38 and uh, some change minutes just absolutely peppering Bobrovsky with everything they could. Like, they got to change something up here, whether it's more chaos in front of the net or, you know, knocking him off his game. I don't know. Get something dirty in there because it's it's not the same beast as Vasilevsky, and I think they're trying to take the same approach. Well, game one is was technically the seventh playoff game for the Leafs, so they were kind of bound to lose that one. <laughs> I, <laughs> it was just I written in the that. stars. I know, but we'll we'll just 
we'll just put that label on it and bleh, that's done. But good things happen during the first game anyways, if you want to just jump back a little, you know, seeing Matthew Nyes getting his first ever NHL goal and uh, oh, I thought he was going to get it but if he got it on that one before that there was that crazy play he had and I can't remember what it was now but I was freaking out like oh shit if he scored that oh it's just like you knew he was going to I'm so glad he did yeah right like 11 seconds after Bennett scores and it just fires up the boys and what well, a goal Bennett too scores off of <clears throat> Niza's stick but you know yeah, yeah, man. At least, like, well, the good news with Nice too, well, besides tonight and getting injured, he's been on the ice for a ton of the Leafs' goals for. Like, he's been involved in a ton of plays, important plays, a lot of OT goals as well. And it was nice to finally see him get one, especially a highlight real type goal before his first NHL goal. But, and also Michael Bunting, who are two guys who seemed like they were fighting for each other's spot at one point. We didn't know if it was going to be one or the other. And then both of them score in the same game, which is, it's just a nice touch. A nice touch. Nice touch. Very yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, I was going to, I was going to bring up the whole bunting versus nice thing. Like, you know, does now that bunting is back and playing and, and effective, like how much does this affect the the contract talks with him? Because I mean, really, we've found somebody who can slot in on the first line seemingly no problem in Nyes and who has a brings a little more to that line than Bunting does. Something different, obviously, but I think more of what uh, the first line needs. It's more of an offensive threat on top of being a bigger body and not um, maybe not um, taking as many penalties. So. You know, does this push maybe the the contract that you can offer Bunting down in order to keep him? Because like that's where I'm at now is maybe you can throw like two and a half, three at him instead of four and a half or five. But who knows? <laughs> well, Bunting played on the first line tonight when after Leaf Keith made some lineup changes there, and Nyes was on the second with uh, JT and Nylander. Oh, true. So- yeah, you're right. So it's it's really hard to say, honestly. I think at this point in the playoffs, we're just trying to make the perfect matchups and have them play out and win every single shift, no matter what the line looks like. And bringing in Lafferty for game two, you know, Keith was saying he wanted more speed into the game. And watching the highlights back from game one, you can tell the Leafs weren't winning a lot of puck battles. Like, I mean, they were on it and they were competitive, but... They needed that extra edge, like the next step to push them a little further. Like they're trying to find that spark from someone. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And they weren't winning a ton of face-offs either. Um, Beaner, any any thoughts on the uh, the bunting situation now that Nyes is, you know, trading spots with him? Um, hopefully Nyes can come back. I'll start with that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we'll get to uh, after that after Bennett, you know, trying to take both those players out in the same game, but you know, right. Um, honestly, I think it, it was the best way to get Nyes in without causing too much drama or putting too much pressure on him. Right. Oh, suspension. He's in. Yeah. Right place, right time for sure. Yeah. And then once he was in, he just made sure that there wasn't a reason to take him out. Um, 
his players. Very convenient. Been it would have been nice if Bunting got suspended <laughs> this <laughs> game. Like, yeah, like we're talking about the first game great. of the series, right? Just to just to shake things up a little bit, like because <laughs> right now it's looking like Sam Bennett's not going to get suspended for his criminal acts. So like, might as well go out with a bang. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> So just yet again, Bennett's not getting suspended for what they suspended Matthews for last year at the Heritage game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The more you know. Exact same play. And what was it, 20 minutes after the game, Matthews had a hearing? <laughs> I'm just looking. But, they, but, they're talking to O'Reilly, and all I can remember is when they Florida scored that second goal in the second period, and he just they got that shot of him where he's just like, what the fuck is going on? Or, or the shot from game one where he's got blood coming down his face. Like, that was Gilmore. Flashback to Gilmore. All we needed was Carrie Frazier out there. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I think, to be honest, it was probably the best thing that could have happened for Bunting as well. Because it kind of woke him up. Like, dude, shut up and play your game. Yes, dig. Yes, get under people's skin. But screaming at the refs every single time you're on the ice, that's not going to work for you. Like you can't keep doing that. Yeah, it's it's very reminiscent of like Marshawn before he was like a good player on top of being an asshole. Like it, when it was just you know he's going to the penalty box all the time. And you're like, what is this? Why is this pain in the ass still playing? Like what is going on? And then all of a sudden he flipped that switch and became like an elite goal scorer. You know maybe we'll see Bunting take that journey, but for now it seems he's still in early stages, Marshawn. Which you know I'll take it for now, but it's definitely not. Um, everyday first line unless you can figure it out oh i just watched him get a fucking punch to the back of the head in front of the net and then shoved down again man he just gets absolutely oh and now they're showing the heritage classic thing where yeah here goes matthews (laughs) this is him and darlene oh i I need to turn this off and wasn't that before darlene was good i didn't notice (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah uh, I did notice tonight, though, Bunting being more cautious in his play uh, in the first period. He thought he was getting a penalty because a stick was wrapped up be- uh, between a Panther's leg and he kind of let off, but then still chased the play. Later on, he drew a penalty like he's OK to be a rat. Just start stop barking. Stop talking. Just do what you got to do. And then once eyes are on you, just let go. Just stop, and your track's kind of like what Matthews does, right? Like, when they try and taunt him, he just kind of looks at you and laughs "Uh, and skates away. (laughs) uh Yeah. And even Ryan O'Reilly tonight, you know, not reacting to Kachuk in his face, trying to even up the penalty calls and trying to get a scrum going, kind of maybe what Boston would retaliate with them in the last series. This series, I think the Toronto Maple Leafs are really realizing, like, we can't go power play for power play like just let go like don't take the stupid stupid calls for no reason just because you're barking at the ref like just let it go let it go (laughs) (laughs) tm and uh we heard that keith gave the whole team a talk on how to deal with kachak and not to give into his bullshit so i'm glad that it you know it was evident tonight that they weren't going to also uh flipping the script on radko gudas that dude got absolutely beat up tonight guy who finished this season with over 300 hits is getting plowed by McCabe and Shen and even Riley. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. 
Yeah, this first period alone, there were 40 hits, guys. <laughs> yeah, 40 hits in the first period, uh, 24 to 16 for Florida. Man, I felt like it was a whole game within itself in this first period. There was so much going on tonight, <laughs> like calls here, goals there. Like, I don't know. It was just it felt like a whole game. And then the second period starting, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, yeah. And what about Mahura taking a shot to the face there? Like. Did it, everyone was mm. saying it hit his visor, but it, I mean, what happens? It hits the visor and a piece of plastic jabs into his face? Like, well, like it, it will absorb the majority of the impact, but you still that much force in such a compact area, it's still going to come down, like almost ricochet off his head and hit him, right? And good on Kerfoot. Like Kerfoot was screaming at the ref to blow the play down because the guy's just sitting there bleeding. Yeah, I I mean, we've seen some bloody accidents on the ice, but usually it's, you know, they cover it up and cut away from it or whatever. We saw a lot of this, like, you know, I hope everybody's okay seeing that much blood because <laughs> holy shit, there was like a spot on the ice and everything they had to come and clean up and it's like dripping off his face. They stayed on it for a while. I remember earlier in the season, I think one of our first games playing uh, the Panthers and Mahura scored and I was like Mahua we <laughs> definitely know who he is now <laughs> after tonight like we know what his blood tastes like pretty much because damn that looked bad that looked real like oh, I felt I felt for the kid I don't know how it came up and clipped him like it was just on the soft something I don't know but I hope he recovers because oh, I wonder how many stitches. <laughs> yeah, I hope he's okay. I don't know. It might. It's weird. I don't know where the blood was coming from there. It looked like it was like up somewhere above his eye, but like under his hair somewhere. So I don't know. But that's funny that I didn't know that we were like, who is this guy last time? Because when he got hurt, I was like, wait, who's Mahura? <laughs> yeah, I remember saying Mahua. And I was like, yeah, Mahua, Mahura. So every time I see him, I'm like, yeah, I don't know just my brain <laughs> but oh, guys got to applaud Kerfoot and this first line tonight in the opening period opening you know shift for this first line Keith predicting what he wanted to happen with Lafferty using his speed entering the the neutral zone into the ozone and making this play happen like Kerfoot collecting the loose change in front and damn like way to start off this game where i was so hyped like two nothing afterwards after the power play goal oh what to think after everything went on yeah it sucks that it can all come crashing down in a minute like honestly like besides bobrovsky being a little unstoppable what do you think has been the problem here because it's looked like they're playing their game like they're controlling the most puck time in the offensive zone. Like, like what's going on here? Beaner, take it. They're not playing their game. They're playing Ooh. like the 2019 Leafs game. They're playing what all the sports media was talking them up to be. The run and gun, trade chance for chance for chance, because that's what they used to do. This team was very defensively sound all season. Every team has lapses, and you're going to have that but they're getting away from their own game because they don't have that fear of God of, oh my God, we're playing the three-time Stanley Cup finalist Tampa Bay Lightning that knocked us out last year. We got to you know, dot our I's and cross our T's because we have to make sure that we do everything correctly. That weight is lifted. 
and instead of it allowing them to get back to what they did all season long, they're just doing a run and gun. Like our our best player had probably one of the worst screw ups tonight. Matthews with that little attempted little chip out that was right in right into the defenseman. Like it, it sounds so silly, but that leads directly to a goal. Well, he's like a pretty brutal tripping call at the end of the second too. Yeah, like yeah. when it comes down to it, we're getting the chances. We for the majority of the two games, we've been the better team. Just the mental gaffes, the little stupid giveaways, because Florida's a different animal. They're forechecking a lot harder. They're forechecking a lot faster. We can't be, you know, dipsy doodling with the puck. We need to make the short little passes, getting it out of our zone. Make sure you're coming back and covering like you have been doing all season long. It's not like we're asking them to do something they don't know how to do. Yeah, yep. no, as as much as I, like I said, they were playing their game. Like it looks like it in the offensive zone, but you're right. The d- defense has just been really not up to par to what it was for the last couple months. Um, Darty, you had, I can't see you anymore, but you had your hand up. Uh, can you hear me? Okay, so yes. Leafs fans, be scared <laughs> because... We shouldn't even be worried about Bobrovsky. Uh, the the reason Bobrovsky's playing this way, if I'm not mistaken, he didn't even play the whole series last uh, last I checked. Right? They had Lion. Okay, we kind of fucked ourselves playing Samsonov these two games. If, if we're gonna lose them, like <laughs> like honestly, like if you if you want to think about you know things like uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, but strategically, it's like if Bobrovsky's going off right now, like do we have an Alex Lion waiting in the in the in the stands to to also carry us if Samsonov needs to take a little break before he goes off again. Like, no, yes. we do not. The brick I'm not wall. putting Wall at the not, same level. Not only do we have two Stanley Cup rings. Do you think, do you think Murray's ready to go? Two do you Cup honestly think Murray's ready to go? Bench, not to mention. No, we have Joseph Wall. Yeah, Joseph uh, he's Wall. He's not too. lying. I'm, so, I'm sorry to tell. I'm yes, he so, is exactly lying. He is four million times Prove better me wrong, than Alex all right? Alex Lyon, Alex Lyon is James Reimer. The difference is, difference is, Wall has not <laughs> done it yet. All right, Lyon has. That's the point here. Lyon had a good last exactly, week of the but season. Wall has. He he put he pulled a Hamburglar. He's going to be out of the league next year trying to get commercial ads for some company because he gave the Florida Panthers. But a that's chance not to the, make the that's not the point. Is we are here right now, and Lyon already did his part. Now now Bobrovsky is very much ready to go and looking to kick our asses. Are we going to take a chance with wall? If Samsonov is not ready, that's the scary part. That's why we need to be scared because like I said lion has already done it. He doesn't need to come in now. Bobrovsky's ready to fricking go. But if Samsonov has to take some time off, are we willing to like not roast Keefe over it? If he has to put wall in, cause you guys are sitting here saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if those games go Absolutely. bad, you know, as well as I do, our opinion goes completely like, as I said, lies, you will be lying to your, through your teeth. If that, if that goes wrong. Right. So we have to, we, we do need to be a little bit on the, I, I'm scared for the Leafs because I said, like, we're going to be putting a lot of trust in wall. If something does like, if, 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 you know, Sammy, ha- I, I'm getting Sam Sada mixed up with Bob Roski and Vasilevsky. You know, I'm getting my Russians mixed up. I have to think before I speak. But yeah, for Sammy's <laughs> case, like if he does have to, we do have to rest him. We really got to be, like, we're really tiptoeing, you know, a line here because this is, 
you know how much pressure is on these guys. It's not the same for the guys in Florida who, you know, if anything, the real benefit for us going over to, to Florida now is nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> the, the, their biggest fans are the two guys who are wearing the, 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 the guy and his daughter wearing the, the knockoff jerseys in, in the stands here, right? Like that's their biggest fans. So, <laughs> so sorry to say that uh, Panthers fans, but yes, I do. You're not even nearly as popular as Tampa, right? So <laughs> like, they're like, the, are, are the, are the Panthers you, not the senators just, of just... Florida? <laughs> yeah. You, you saying that we would all be, you know, acting a little differently if they went to wall and we'd be saying, Oh no, he shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. I called, I said he should have played game six last series. You did. I did. Because Sammy was looking a little shaky. I love him, but looking a little shaky. He was getting in his own head, over-rotating, over-committing to plays, just like he was doing in the latter part of this game. Like, we got yeah, goal. and took one of the masks there that shook him up. Like, we might be in a situation where we have to play wall next game. Like, this is the first time all season I recall seeing a goalie having more than an entire goal saved above expected. Like, Bobrovsky was over two goals saved above expected. What? Yeah. Like, I'm, 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 I'm not sitting here trying to say, oh, the refs are this or that. Like, we got goalied. It happens. Yes, they screwed it up. We had the lead. We should have been able to close it out, but we didn't. Like, I'm trying to explain to this Vegas podcast, that's not pissing away a game. You screwed up a little bit. That's not allowing four goals on one five-minute penalty and getting eliminated from a series. <laughs> but Oops. like yeah, yeah, but um they, yeah, they got goalied. They didn't show up on time to start the second and it came back to bite them. They tried to they they tried Isn't to do it a pain they, in the ass that they started the first on time and then they blew the second. <laughs> like literally they came out of the gate everyone's like, "Oh, they started the game on time." And then the second they were just like, "Oh, guys, oh, we're good, right?" Oh, fuck. 66 seconds later, we blew the game. By the way, since... Sorry, Steph, one last thing. Since we're talking about different scenarios and what people use as excuses, I actually do want to say, not just the Leaf series, all the games I've seen so far in the second round, the officiating has been really good. Like, for all the... the, Yeah, for all the harping (laughs) compared to the first round. Oh... you compare to the say the first ten games of the first round to yeah. what we've seen so far, it's been great. I wish we just had a guy with oh. goo, just like you know, wearing Not a, tonight, a leather though, right? mask, hiding behind Beaner, just ready to dump all this goo on him because <laughs> he's so wrong. <laughs> actually, no, <laughs> no, Bean, actually, like, I, I agree with B on that one too. It's like, like there's been better officiating. I could definitely agree with with that statement that that officiating has been. I guess considering how bad it was in the in the first first series, like with um, you know a lot of teams, yep. um, actually talking about officiating, the one thing that scares me, and I'm just gonna say this right now before I forget about saying it, is that if Wes McCauley is is um, I'm not I don't remember what what if he has already refed the game or not because I've kind of been a little bit out of it, um, paying attention to referees, but if he's if he's doing a, a Leafs elimination game, I will not watch hockey anymore. That's a huge setup. It's gonna draw as. Just gonna draw zero beside my uh, days. <laughs> I swear to God, if, if he is refing a Leafs elimination game, I will not watch hockey anymore. Just because you, you all know where it's gonna happen. Maybe, but the curse is broken, guys. 
curse is now broken and things are changing because this team is different. And tonight, yes, they didn't close it out. We got goalied. The Leafs still played a good game. But there were signs of light. Like, I mean, our first power play opportunity, this Ryan O'Reilly goal, what a beautiful goal. The passing on this goal was epic. Like, they did not overthink it compared to the rest of the periods where it seemed like, like, I felt like Pengu fucking honking at the TV going, shoot, shoot. Oh, my fucking God. Like, it became in the third. (laughs) Nylander, man. Like, it just, it wants, nothing was going in. But little mistakes, like the Lundell goal, hard hit on Lily behind the net, loosens up the puck. Reinhardt's all alone, ready to be fed. Like, nobody home. I don't know. The puck battles were not being won. People were not, you know, chasing the, I don't know, getting to the puck first. It was stupid little plays like Beaner was saying, things that need to be cleaned up. Like this defensively sounded sound team did not look like that tonight whatsoever. You're absolutely right, Bean. And I'm glad to see the faceoff dot improve compared to game one. I mean, it was 51-49 for the Leafs last game. Tonight it was 69% for the Leafs over 32. But it's going to get better. The Leafs clearly readjusted from game one. Um, What's next, right? And we have a lot of people asking us these types of questions tonight. So just to touch on the goalie thing, we had Aaron on Twitter ask, um, who starts game three, Samsonov or Wall? Samuel start it. It looks desperate. Assume he's right? not injured. Like, so I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a clip that was uh, a little, you know, circulating on on Twitter from tonight. It was Dubis kind of doing one of the the like hiding his phone and talking, like whispering into it, like he was talking to somebody. They might have been checking in on. You know, uh, if they talked to Sammy after he took that that shot to the, the mask and had to shake it off, like, I don't know what was going on, but maybe they were making sure, you know, Wall is good to go, maybe checking in on Murray, like, uh, who knows? S- who knows? Sammy's had this, like, how many times this season have I messaged our group chat being like, oh, shit, Sammy was laboring. Probably a there. dozen. Probably right? like, a dozen. He, I, I don't know if it's just him, you know, because he overextends sometimes, over rotates, overplays things, maybe he gets a little, a little tense, and and worries about pulling something, and then maybe feels something that isn't really there, or, or who knows, right? Like there's so many different things that could happen, and then even after, who was it? I think Riley had fallen on top of him, and the yep. play left left the zone, and then he went kind of went back down on one knee and was kind of flexing his left leg, like who knows what could potentially be wrong, but if he says he's healthy, I think he's going to be in as much as I love wall. And I, I don't care what you say, Darty. I am confident in, excuse me. <laughs> um, I, I would love to see wall get a chance, but it's, it's not going to be unless Sammy's hurt. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Unless, unless there's anything wrong with him, but, uh, I don't know. Maybe we will see Wall just to give him a chance to recover. Because, but fuck, it's down two nothing. Like, if it was one one, then maybe you play Wall. But two nothing, it's hard to make a change like that now. Yeah, and also game three is on Sunday, so Samsonov has an extra day to recover here. And 
Uh, I kind of have to agree with James from Offside Hockey Talk. Just leaving a comment for us. Uh, don't sweat it. Two days to recoup. Look for nice health and Samsonov. Um, I'm kind of worried, especially after not the dog pile as well, but the two pucks off the noggin there. Obviously, he, he really looks stunned after the second one. And obviously. Oh, <laughs> hi, Steph. <laughs> What is going on tonight? I don't know. Sorry, guys. Oh, my fucking God. Sorry, my... Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Every time this happens, my camera switches and I can't switch it when it's recording. Oh, I'm so sorry for the clips later. Oh, it's okay. You guys are... Killing I had to pee. I actually yeah, didn't, I lose, I didn't lose any. <laughs> for everybody yeah. who's listening to this, and for everyone who's listening to this and wondering why it's posted 12 hours Red later than it should be, <laughs> I can blame all these lovely folks here. So, so uh, no, go ahead, I was, I was just going to say, like, from what Steph was trying to touch on there, he did look a little shaken. Now, I personally have taken pucks off the mask. Um, it's not fun. It as long as you're wearing the correct gear, which I'm assuming he would be because he is in the NHL. It shouldn't have any long-term effects, but it is fucking loud and it it kind of kind of jolts you a little bit. Yeah. So I don't doubt he's a little shaken up, but like we said, a couple a couple days like Taylor Swift said you got to okay. shake it off, all right? Uh shake it off uh so (laughs) last thing before we get to questions here matthew nyes and mr sam bennett here what do we want to call this like this is i don't even know like what if you were going to call this a penalty what would you actually label it interference holding realistically it would be like it would roughing. be like an inter- interference or a roughing, yeah. Hang by the neck. So Bennett like chops the puck around knives and doesn't have possession of it anymore and proceeds to just like wrap his arm around knives, twisting him around into the boards head first, and then throws him down to the ground. Like what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like this is I understand Bas- emotions like in the playoffs, style. but like what are you doing? Don't be stupid. Don't that's like whenever you see guys, it's like when bunting through that elbow and you see him immediately like, shit, are you okay? Like when it's a freak accident that hurts somebody and you see them be like, oh, fuck, like, oh, I sent him a text to make sure he was okay or like whatever it is. This is like you are actively doing something violent to try to hurt somebody. It's like when we saw last year, what's his name tried with like the two handed uh, cross check down on the ankles. It was Minnesota and the Rangers, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, who was that? Wasn't it Caillou or no? It was Hartman oh, or something or yeah. I don't know. It was maybe it wasn't yeah. St. Louis. Yeah, I remember that, and it was like, what? What the fuck are you doing? You're intentionally trying to hurt someone. Like, yeah, I don't know. It was really bad, but oh, and it was kind of like tonight with. Bennett on knives yet his arm was the big hook and he got hooked off stage and then an extra couple <laughs> pats to the head going down uh, there was 
it's so unnecessary and all in front of the official. Everything tonight happened in front of the official. Even when Nylander got hooked going into the zone and then losing the puck and then it leads to the Barkov goal. Like nothing happened there. It could have been called two separate ways. First with the hook and then second with the cross check. But nothing whatsoever. I, I don't know what else to say but or do. Those like those are the type of calls that you almost don't want called in the playoffs. Not that I want to try to sound like I'm contradicting myself, but those weren't anything that directly resulted in a scoring chance, like an imminent scoring chance, or resulted in, in, in an injury with regards to the Nylander stuff. Like, I see what you're saying. In September, in October, that's probably called. Mm-hmm. But we all know that's not being called in the playoffs. And at least they were consistent. Like, I know Paul Maurice is all up in arms about it, but the last two games, yeah, Florida's gotten a lot more penalties. They've been no-brainers. Yeah. The really blatant tripping calls for the most like, part. And he and, and he's getting upset about it, holding his hands on his chest like a gang. Do, do you think like, Paul Maurice goes into the <laughs> locker room and says, hey, feels great to beat the Leafs, huh? <laughs> oh, What a stop. prick. <laughs> Only eight penalty minutes tonight. Yeah. Um, not not much at all. Yeah, they kind of went away. This the to start the second period there after um, Florida scored those two goals. The whistles kind of went away until like the end of the second. <laughs> Just a quick thing here, uh, David Alter tweeted. I think this is a question from Mark Masters, shared to us in our Discord by Pickles. Uh, so many, <laughs> this is like fourth party, but so Ilya Samsonov asked about uh, the play of his counterpart Sergei Bobrovsky. <laughs> his response: I don't give a fuck. It's true. He it's, said that. It's so true. Here, listen. Why not? I don't give a fuck. That's like the most fuck. Russian he's ever been. <laughs> like, he went from some smile to literally just like, like crusty, like, you know, Soviet era. I <laughs> if he dies, he dies. <laughs> Ivan Drago. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, though, I love some of the quotes from him. Because it, it's so true, and, and it, it it's kind of like a, a slap back to reality sometimes. Oh, like there goes the, gravity. <laughs> after the first game, they they were asking, you know, how do you rebound back from this? He goes, go home, eat, sleep, you know, sun comes up tomorrow. Right. All right, Annie. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's, so, <laughs> it's so silly, but it's, it's true. Like, you focus what you can actually do. And the, on the things you can actually affect and go out and do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We uh, we are pushing late here. We got to get to questions. We got a bunch of them. We'll see how many we can get through. Okay. Uh, so, Julian Aubrey, how do we match Florida's physicality? Because they are bullying the Leafs out there. Yes, uh, there has been missed calls, but the Leafs do not know how to match physical side of the game honestly i i would kind of disagree i mean like the first period tonight yes they got out hit but the leafs were absolutely giving it to like i said like radko gudas and the rest of them i mean there were huge hits going around i wouldn't say they're not matching them physically i think they were more outmatched against tampa than they are florida physically go ahead steph uh leafs leading in hits uh 48 to 42 tonight um <clears throat> i don't think it's more about outmatching the physicality i think it was more about winning puck battles and um kind of just getting there first i mean 
Florida tries to out hit their problems, kind of like getting a little grin off that puck leading to the goal, but <laughs> oh bye. Yeah. No, it's bye, Felicia. it's true though. Like as you just much got as they booted. were oh, hitting my them. God. Okay, no. Steph's back. Go for oh. it, Steph. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry, video. But yeah, no, it's just getting there first. Little puck battles. Um, Laugh or Daddy had a huge hit on uh, Gudis, completely laid him out. Then Shin and Gudaddy. Then Shin um, on Montour, or Achari was hit on by Montour, but then Riley hit on Duclair. Like just back and forth on Reinhardt, Shin. Oh my God. It was just all over the place. But. Man, there was another question, too, that I kind of want to tie into this. Uh, sorry, Bean, uh, before I get to you. But do we add Simmer for Game 3 no, if we're talking no. about physicality? No. <laughs> Guys, he's not, okay. we're, not play, we're not playing Wayne Simmons anymore. He's done. I'm sorry. He doesn't, he doesn't bring enough actual like game input anymore i i love the guy it's fun watching him fight people but it's just not useful at this point in the playoffs he he would go to a scrum in front of the net get a penalty and then sit on the bench for the rest of the game yeah it's, it's like, just u- not ultimately it for- that's what would happen because the refs are going to call everything on like unless he's giving us that why he's there. five minutes that clifford gave us where play. we end up winning the game like you, you can't like you can't <laughs> I would rather go eleven and seven than have him in there. Like, bring Hall back in for fuck's sake. Like, speaking of Clifford, did anybody see that he scored on a penalty shot for the Marlies the other night? Oh, good. He's for still him. on the Marlies. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> oh man. Hey, the uh, Growlers moved on. Speaking of, yeah, Marlies and are two one over Utica. Noise. Um, then um, Bobby Gosh. Deep sigh. So, uh, is the Osmo Shawarma commercial the best leaf going? Uh, leaf ad going? Who's Stanley? That's good shit. That is my favorite ad. Who's the Stanley? <laughs> yeah. So so far, it's a pretty good one. I always chuckle at the Morgan Riley. What is it? Pizza Pizza or Pizzaville? Because mm. yeah. the whole time he's looking like he's trying his hardest not to laugh. Did you see the other one that's been on the uh, Marner with the wings? The right right wing. Right wings. I only eat right wings. Like, oh my god. I do like the one with the cilantro though, and he's like, cilantro's not on my menu. And I'm like, yeah, Marner, you know what's up. No, he doesn't. I got a really <laughs> weird ad. I uh it was like for VIP experience with Mitch Marner and Shania Twain. Yeah, giddy up Toronto. Win the ultimate VIP fan experience. Shania Twain and Mitch Marner, Toronto, June twenty third. She could be his mom. Like, what is the connection here between these two people? There's Canadian very and that's little it. crossover <laughs> fan base. I don't know. Unless Martin Canadian. really likes Timmons or that's something. I don't it. know. <laughs> uh, what a weird combo. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> then, um... oh, did you have something there, Steph? No, I was going to read another question. <laughs> oh, I was going <laughs> to. Go ahead read away um this is from nick from inside the rank covering the penguins what do the leafs need to get back what do the leafs need to do to get back into this series play their game Mm -hmm. like ultimately they played a very smart defensively sound game all season like we touched on earlier 
And if they can get back to doing that, instead of doing what TSN and Sportsnet wants them to do and play run and gun, then I think they have a very good chance in this series. They've been all over Florida as it is. They cover up their defensive gaffes and play a better team defensive game. And I, I don't well, think we have anything to worry about. You mentioned something about their defensive game all season, right? Well, you know who's been playing all season, who is currently not playing now, is Justin Hall, all right? And every one of you needs to eat crow on Justin Hall, right? And I think, personally, be, absolutely yes. Absolutely not. He played like shit. Hall's not bad. Brody was, was bad. bad. Brody is bad. I'm he telling was you guys, so, Brody's the problem. So you need to bad. look at the tape. Brody's the problem. Figure it out. Look at the tape. I watched Brody so was you didn't watch just game six. He, he was white knuckling it the entire game. All right. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm going to, I watched it. He guys, he's good. I'm not lying to you. He's not great, but he is good, but he was been terrible. He has been terrible. Like I, I, I cannot agree with you on Brody and I'm sorry, but Justin Hall's not the problem and he needs to come back and he actually commits. Gio and Lily are not playing well. I don't think that's Gio and Lily definitely are not playing well. You cannot have Hall and Gio in the same lineup again. I don't think the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. And just to tie in another question, similar Scott from discord says what changes to the lineup are needed to solve Bobrovsky and eliminate these zone mistakes. For me, I would probably switch out Gio for a game, give him a rest and putting Gustafson maybe, or Timmins, like maybe an offensive minded D man. And then I don't know, put Hall back in for that defender um, aspect and maybe get some quick shots off. Like I, the core can't carry the entire team. Like Riley's clutch goals in this playoff run have been clutch. Period. Right. Like if we can get a couple from Gus or Timmins, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I have to agree. Like if Nice is going to have to sit for a game, I think you just run eleven seven. Um, switch Geo out for Hall. Let him sit for a game because I mean he's been. He was a little slow tonight. Like it's it's there's a reason we were resting him some games, and I think you, you just got to give him a night off. Uh, pull Timmons and Gus in. And what about the lines it. though? Like, are, do we need to okay. do we need to put Nylander, Marner, and Matthews together again? Do we need to move uh, Yarncroak? Like, what's like? Do we need to? So we I'm... did get a question up there. I think you have it, Steph, about splitting them up. Chris Rickett asked, uh, my, uh, I asked, was should we split up Marner and Matthews? Now, with I know it was to do with the Nyes injury, but they pretty much did that for the entire second half of the game. It seemed yeah. like it was either Marner or Nylander on the ice at all times. And if there's one good thing that can come out of the, the loss, the gaffes, and the Nyes injury is the fact that Nylander looks like he's finally showed up. Oh yeah, because he and was kind of quiet. Sorry, Johnny. Yeah, go ahead. Gonna, just gonna say he was kind of quiet in the Tampa series. Wow, what a shot! Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the rookie for Seattle just blew. Is Seattle up winning that game? Because they they um, look pretty great. Like it's two one Dallas. No, it's two one Dallas. I don't know. I liked them last series. That's why. But if Johnny was watching, it's probably over. Um, but anyways, Nylander showed up like he was all over the place and towards the end of the third period there. And it, 
wasn't just you know the Nylander of old where you could kind of question his his drive like he was dodging checks and cutting to the net and making beautiful passes it is a little too too little too late though being like he was terrible game one he was doing everything like just bad like neil neilander was not good game one the optics were terrible for him like i'm glad he showed up the last 15 minutes of game two but buddy wake up is you're in round two actually play now like it's i've never been more upset with him like i'm sorry if you don't agree bean but game one he was rotten he could not figure out what the hell he was doing Oh, Just no, quickly, agree. we had another question pop in. Uh, Papino on Twitter says, has anyone seen Nylander <laughs> exactly. lately? Like, Bean, you are right, though. That last oh, 15 minutes, Willie was outstanding. And if he had played like that, in, even if he had played like that in the last 15 minutes of game one, we I would have had less of an issue with him. It's just, it's like when you see that in game two, and you're, you're like, come on, man. Like, it doesn't... Uh, it sucks again because we ask a lot of these guys. We're not athletes. We're just regular bums sitting on the couch. But sometimes we're like, hey, come on. Can you just push the gas a little bit more every now and then? Like, please, <laughs> please. Because the, the optics are terrible for all of us, right? Whether we're, we are former athletes or, you know, average Joes, it still doesn't look good on TV, right? We, we all sit there and think, you know, we start throwing our virtual tomatoes at them. But no matter how how hard anybody tries or can be prepared like players even the best of the best go into some crazy slump sometimes and we've seen Nylander go cold and it normally takes a long time for him to come out of it like normally you see him battling it and there's questions about him for weeks and weeks and weeks whereas you know this has been a couple games and he battled through it and he it looked almost looked like he worked through it over the course of a game and a half. Yeah. And considering that he hasn't scored since game two, round one last game, he had seven shots on goal tonight. He had six and I uh, just saw a stat floating around today. Uh, his last five games, five on five, he's leading the team for uh, shots on net, inner slot shots, cycle chances, second overall on the rush um second overall entries loading into scoring scoring chances and first overall expected goals so it's just not going in but we all know the eye test on Nylander sometimes sucks <laughs> like it, it's painful to watch at times especially that little clip where he looks like from game one floating out of the zone and okay, maybe the guy behind him, he didn't realize he fell and thought he was still on his tail, but it looked like he had all the time in the world to spin and take the shot. It was like he was traveling out of the leaf zone into the Florida uh, zone on the other side, like totally different. But I don't know, to say the least, Leanlander can be frustrating. We just need something to go in soon. Yeah, and I think if we're going to run 11-7, and seven, potentially, because that's what they ended up doing in the Tampa series that worked, uh, what works with the Leafs is that you've got a bunch of guys who are okay with playing 25 to 28 minutes a night. So you can, like you said, you always have Marner or Nylander on the ice. You can do that all game when you are down to 11 forwards. You just comp- you change things up so that you always have a threat out there and you can always um, have a good matchup for the, uh, the lines that end up out there for Florida. So I think we're going to probably see Keith end up going that way uh, for game three. We'll see, though. Yeah. Question here from Karav Karavis underscore Alex, who is a, a Kraken fan. Actually, this came through the uh, Vegas podcast because of a, a certain person here who's going back and forth with them. Um, <laughs> how do you guys continue to do it? 
this would do my head in going through the same shit every year. Um, being in the second round right now is, uh, is one reason to do it. I mean, we're lucky this is our second year doing it, and the Leafs finally made it out of a, a round, so we're not... Uh, we didn't have to sit through 10 years of talking about first round exits like other people have had to do. We just had to feel it instead. I feel it in my bones. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I, th- I think part of it is just how big and passionate the fan base is. Like if you're anywhere near it or if you get exposed to it or, you know, for the people around the world, if you are looking for a team to get involved with and you happen to stumble upon this fan base, like everybody is just so, I mean, Yes, there's negative people in every fan base, but I think there's just such a, a passion around this team that, like, you know, people are ride or die. Like, it's it's a really fun team to follow, and I'm sure it's the same with other teams, you know, to a degree, but fuck this. There's, uh, center of the hockey universe, man. There's such a rich history. Like, I am so happy that I grew up with my dad being a Leaf fan because I love the history of the game, and... I'm able to follow a team that has such a rich history. Not only the good, like it, there's some dark spots, which just no kidding. It it adds to Harold adds to the lore (laughs) of the team, right? Like the fact that you can have a fan base that can just be sustained through all that and still come through and cheer for the team, no matter what, like if you are a Leaf fan and have been a Leaf fan for any amount of time, you've had to put up with shit oh like that's what this vegas podcast doesn't realize is that they think they're all that because they've made the playoffs a handful of times like you just wait it's coming (laughs) like it so you have to go through so much and you if you can see it i'm not trying to toot my own horn but if you can see it from a certain aspect where you can kind of separate yourself away from your fanatical love of a team. You can also see that take refs, take everything out of it. And it's just hockey players, no jerseys, like the absolute extreme randomness of the game of hockey is so incredible. You can have five of the best players in the world on one side, and you can have five rookies on the other side and play 10 games and you're never going to get the same outcome ever. Unless yeah. Wes McCauley is rough. Like it's, it's just, and it's an amazing game. True. Man, the passion is real on this fan base, especially Beaner. <laughs> nice shirt, buddy. Yeah. Shout I don't know. How do Joey we do Ferg. it? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome designs there. Uh, I have a couple myself, but. Oh, how do we do it? Oh, tons of vices and high functioning anxiety. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a double edged sword at times, but the passion is real and it's so cathartic when they win. And like you're right in the middle of it. If you ever get to get a chance to go down to, you know, the tailgate, even it's just so nice to be surrounded with a bunch of pe- like minded people who want to be there for the exact same reasons and um, scream at the top of your lungs. So, it's rewarding and even though we bleed blue through and through even if they lose uh it's still the passion is real i don't know how to explain it but all right so we're going to close off with a question this is jumping off of one that mikey d sent us i'm going to elaborate on it a bit tell me your pizza order but from toppings to dipping sauce 
We'll start with dirty. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, Pete with pizza, it's like it really. Yeah. From where? That's a really good. Yeah, from where too is a good one. It doesn't have to be specific, but I'll like just maybe I'll just first I'll say I'll order from my local pizzeria, which is uh, Quick Pizza in uh, Keswick. All right, shout out to Quick Pizza. Their uh, Tuny Tuesday deal is uh, really good. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll tell you right now, like I did not expect it to get a whole extra <laughs> like it's a, it's almost like an extra extra large pizza for like what thirteen ninety nine. That really caught me off guard. So shout out there, but. I got. I'm, I'm. If I'm ordering a pizza for myself, I'm definitely getting, um, like, I'm a pineapple guy. Without without the, uh, without without the meat though. Like I, oh, I, I gotta you. I gotta keep it kosher. But uh, I'll I'll do like I'll do like olives too or something or some <laughs> other some other variants. But I'm definitely a pineapple and pizza guy. But if I have to order for other people, it's like you know I guess if I know people are having pepperoni and you know and cheese, to split it up a little bit. I'm not too creative with pizza. Maybe honestly, the most creative I'll do, I'll do is maybe my if I'm really in a certain mood, you know, a mood uh, after having a couple of uh, beverages and uh, you know, <laughs> plants of some sort, I will go for and I'm like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. I'll go for a veggie pizza with anchovies on it. <laughs> I wish I was lying. Oh my! It is God. surprisingly wow. delicious when you are in a different wow. state of mind. <laughs> Maybe that's the state of mind that I'm on when I think about Justin Hall and how great he is. That's what Bean. That's what Bean thinks, at least. And trophies. So, just because you mentioned pineapple, this isn't going to be my answer, but a, a, a shout out or a honorable mention to there's a place in Ottawa, Isabella's Pizza, that does a. They call it the Brazilian pizza. I think they just you know couldn't think of a name for it. It's pineapple ham bacon and uh hot peppers it is so good i oh it's so good get get it just make your own version of it but theirs is the best there's crust is so fucking i gotta go get isabelle's when i get back to out of this godforsaken island i need to get the hell out of here here, while i puke about pineapple on pizza love it here but it's been gray for too long um okay steph what's your pizza Okay, are we going simple with this or like <laughs> if you're if you're ordering pizza, say it's just like, hey, we're getting pizza, what do you want on yours? Like what are you saying? Um, I love toppings more the better. I love veggies. I love mushrooms must be a topping on my pizza. Um pe- you know, I'm more if it's simple like Canadian like a bacon, mushroom, pepperoni, and then I'll add even another veg to it if there's an option. But my fave, just quickly, blaze pizza, build your own. I make it into two kinds of pizzas, like a half and half, and one is like a pesto and artichoke, goat cheese, arugula concoction with a bunch of shit on it, and the other is like a spicy... Um, I don't know, pepperoni kind of red sauce side. So it's like the best of both worlds. And I, I can go on and on and on, but usually it's sweet chili sauce for me. Um, I like the jalapeno cheddar Steph, too. Tell us the truth. You know like that your favorite pizza is the treats. 
I didn't forget. All right. <laughs> oh shit! Yes, only on my birthday. <laughs> DQ, yeah, love me some treats of pizza, but I'm honestly not picky, guys. Like, I just just no pineapple. Like, oh, I'll take anything else. Just no fucking pineapple. Thank you. Beaner, what do you got? Well. Austin Pizza has this great spring item on their menu called a pizza flight right now. So on a couple of my road trips lately, I've been getting that with some of theirs. They've got some really nice ones, um, like the Royal Hawaiian. That's a Hawaiian that's got the Thai chili sauce on it. Or oh yeah, you've got the bourbon barbecue chicken one. But my go-to when I'm because I'm on the road a lot for work is Domino's. Johnny, are you lost in like 1996? Domino's, Domino's is actually pretty good now. I don't know. Maybe not in your town, but I'm... <laughs> Pineapple, mushrooms, ham, bacon, feta, spinach, mm. and then either hot peppers or tomatoes, depending on how I'm feeling. I'm shocked, Beaner. You're burger and fry guy you you're like a plain and jane type of person it seems so oh, i'm shocked think. hearing all of these toppings i'm a pr- so proud of Do you actually <laughs> <laughs> so th- when i was yay. still living when i was still living in brantford my favorite pizza no, was from it. a local <laughs> my like favorite one was from a, a local pizza shop called zazas and they did a grilled vegetable one that was zucchini, mm. zucchini peppers, <clears throat> and eggplant. And then I always swapped out the asparagus for mushrooms. So good. Mm. I loved grilled vegetables. Johnny looks <laughs> disgusted. <laughs> I'm just really like... <sighs> Johnny's like, I love not, pepperoni not to be cheese, like a guys. purist. Not to be like a purist, but like, my God, you guys put a lot of shit on all your pizzas. I add shit to my frozen pizzas and then rebake that shit. True story. I was one of the pickiest eaters growing up and pretty much every vegetable I eat to this day, aside from carrots, I first ate on a pizza. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) It is the gateway to veg. Okay, so if it's like um one of those stone oven places because there's a lot of those around now they're popping up all over the place in the cities stone Um, oven every place almost no what ginger ale nice you know (laughs) like the places with like the big like the actual like like pizza stone oven where it's like not like a an electric thing like okay like place the big range that like gets 700 degrees and you know cooks a pizza in four minutes so there's a couple of those around ottawa if i'm doing that it's a margarita which is you know your classic just sauce and cheese sometimes like a freaking hipster oh my god okay sorry sorry continue it's literally like (laughs) the best crust with the best sauce and fresh made mozzarella cheese it is so good. And they do this honey drizzle on it. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, but if I'm doing like honey. Pizza Hut or Pizza Hut's actually one of my favorite ones. 
or dominoes or spray the grease on there yeah it's fucking delicious (laughs) if i'm getting Okay, if I'm getting greasy pizza, I'm going oh, for little I thought you Caesars put your finger up at Domino's. Now you're saying you like, like Domino's. Uh, what was You know Oh. No, that was at, that was at Steph for making my So life there's a, a delay. A, so I was like chirping you for giving for Beaner the finger when you mm. mentioned Domino's. It's like, what the hell? Domino's is not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I realized like 30 seconds later I was like, what are you Oh, that's what you must have been talking about. But it used Domino's to be is way kind worse. Of shit, guys. Like, come on. Coming it's, from the person who can't stand pineapple. Domino's like, used to be worse. You have it's, nothing to talk about. Domino's is consistently edible, and you earn free points and get them. You know, not a sponsor, but you have to get extra sauce every yeah, time. You Domino's is like the Always Starbucks of pizza. Oh, that's a good. It like, gets smaller sauce. and smaller. It's like a little baby box. And yeah, because they keep doing the Domino's fifty percent off days, and every time any any company that's just like slinging food out the door constantly, they're obviously gonna keep making their portions smaller and smaller. Papa John's, though, you get a good portion with them, and Two you get the free garlic dippy sauce that oh, comes nice. in the box. Yeah, so good. It's like a garlic oil dip. I don't even know how to explain it. It's so good. Try it. I just think it's so funny, like like but, Ross. Sorry to cut you off here. on your he's pizza like, journey. Yo, know, he's like yeah, just so, uh, you know holding all these, harboring all these this hatred towards us because we don't we don't respect a traditional you know margarita pizza that's from like you know I don't even know where pizza originated from in Italy, but he's like sitting <laughs> over there like Don Roscoe Italiano. Eh, che cazzo fai, porco dio. <laughs> Don Roscoe, yeah. I, I do appreciate that, but if I wanted. If I wanted that, I would go to a six-year-old's birthday. Oh my god! <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. On. Okay, it's not so, margarita pizza unless it's from. If the I'm village, ordering from one of those villages places, Italy. my topic would be. <laughs> what are the? <laughs> you know what? You guys don't. You guys don't get to hear my pizza. We're gonna, okay. we're gonna just end it. We're Please. gonna go home. Zah us. Uh, so this is one that uh, my dad used to get all the time from probably two for one because that was like the closest pizza place to us uh pepperoni onion and green olives mm-hmm. that's yeah. almost mushroom. as bad as anchovies on a vegetarian no nah, <laughs> dude so hear me out the pepperoni you get your meat you get the the kind of salty and savory from the meat you get the the briny olives and you get the sweet like roasted onions it's it's a good combo, guys. Green or black? Is our traditional Greens. topping bean, all right. Green so that one, black with a Greek. Bean. <laughs> that's why they. That's why they'll never get rid of black. Them, never. They're also very they're cheap. <laughs> Steph, you're one of the few people I know that prefers. Oh no, I green love green. Green olives are great. Green olives are great. Oh, black is like black shit. olives. I like in salad though. Oh, well, you know what? It's... Yeah. In, in like a Greek salad, right? Yo, riddle me yeah. this. Why did the Pizza Nova song have to go so hard? Okay. You know, like... <laughs> Four, three, nine. It did... Nobody... <laughs> pizza, pizza Nova. Yeah, That's nobody awesome. asked you guys to go that hard. They put all their effort into the theme song and not the pizza. Do you, do you remember that time that Papa John's like overhauled their entire corporation? Like they were voted the worst pizza and then they like 
just devoted themselves to making better pizza and <laughs> they turned their company around. Imagine that just putting some effort into the product you're putting out and it being reflected in how people treat your product. Yeah, you should try it, Aquilini family. <laughs> That's prejudice just because they're <laughs> Italian, Beaner. <laughs> I was trying to tie everything in. We're talking about pizza. like. Well, that was fantastic. <laughs> All right, game three's coming up. We're on the road now, baby. We'll be back. Yay. Um, Sunday, what, Sunday, what Sunday. The... Sunday. Sunday. Holy, that's weird. Sunday, it's, Sunday, Sunday. It's on Sunday because the Panthers owner's horse is racing in the Kentucky Derby on Saturday. Hey, we were going to push a, a blackout in Bowmanville if the uh, game went to overtime. So did you guys see that? Yeah. Yes. So there was a yes. anybody who missed it because you're not in the uh, local area to see this. There was a planned power outage for uh, Bowmanville affecting about 17,000 people, I think it said. And it was going to be during game six. Or was it game five uh, against the Lightning? And they said if it goes to overtime, they were going to delay the power outage till after so people could watch the game. <laughs> and at first I was like, oh, well, obviously, I mean, it's like in Toronto. Oh, wait, it's not. Oh, wait, it's only like a small section of Bowmanville. That is a Bowmanville, which is like they were only like, relevant wait, because wait. they have their own like Tiger King so like Canadian. zoo. If I don't remember, <laughs> my memory serves me right. Well, I think that's it. Like, there is a Bowmanville so zoo that's like run by like a very Tiger King esque yes. group of people. Like yes. they used to give out free tickets at my elementary school, you know, yes. <laughs> growing up. I never went, not that I didn't want to go, but like. <laughs> oh, is that, isn't it like Jungle Cat World? Wasn't that the other one? That's in Oshawa. Oh my God. There's so many. Why do these, there's too many. That's too many big cats yeah. to have in like the smaller part of the GTA. So there's. I, I grew up majority of my childhood in Brantford and the surrounding area. And there's a little zoo just outside called twins, twin Valley zoo. And I swear to God, they had a tiger or a cougar or something. Get out a couple times. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's horrifying. Well, they can be pets in the U S anything can be a pet. You can't even have a raccoon. Okay. This is something that has boggled my mind. Why do you want a pet Why? raccoon? No, but listen to me. Hear me out. Hear me out for a second. Hear you me cannot out. make rock. Hear me out. Hear me out. Why is it that in Ontario, you are not allowed to have things that are native to the province as a pet, but you can own things that are not native to here that you could then release into the wild that damage the ecosystem? For example, I used to own a red slider turtle. They are an invasive species if released, and they also live for like 65 years. Mine didn't. I'm sorry. And <laughs> if a lot of people end up just letting theirs go and they destroy everything else because they eat everything because there's no predators for them. Why is it that you were allowed to have things as pets that could damage an ecosystem, but you can't have like a raccoon as a pet that have been domesticated? People in the States have them. People in different countries have raccoons as pets. They're fucking smart. Because people like Doug Ford run this province. And if you release something that could potentially damage the ecosystem, then he can turn around and sell it to his big wig friend. Smart ass. <laughs> and they have hands. I wonder if it's like the rabies thing, Just though, saying. with like the raccoons. Look but like, honestly, look at, look at what he's trying to do to the green belt. Well, rabies is a thing in any animal that doesn't get shot. Like you get rabies shots for your cat or your dog. 
I just want like, a possum. If, if right? you just, I don't know. Even worse. Somebody <laughs> that is totally not related to me totally didn't have a raccoon at one point and definitely didn't call a vet to ask about getting it shots. And they were like, you don't have a raccoon. They're like, never call like, us again. Is that understood? Delete the number. Like, oh. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> I always wanted a great horned owl as a pet. See, and like, why can't I? Like, you can, I mean, I guess on a farm scenario, you can have things, but like, I don't know. Laws around domestic you know, animals are silly. Hopefully. Get a ferret, Roscoe. I don't. I have guinea pigs, and. Hopefully, the know, Leafs was, can make the I Panthers them, their pet, all right? Ferret, Put that awesome. goddamn cat in a cage. <laughs> Put the. Yeah. yeah. My God. Time to hunt. What kind of a hashtag is that? What team are you? What sport are you? <laughs> Seriously. They don't, they don't know because their fans can fit in a 12 by 12 tent. Okay. <laughs> we were right in calling them the Sens of Florida. And honestly. Oh, yo. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of like. The Sens totally forgot to talk about this. I wanted to bring this up. Snoop, Snoop Dogg? la di da da Did you guys miss this or what? No. Like, Snoop Dogg has entered the arena and is countering Ryan Reynolds' bid. And, like, I hate to say it, I'd kind of prefer Snoop Dogg. Does that make me a bad Canadian that I would rather Snoop Dogg own the sense? I feel like Snoop Dogg was wearing no, like his. Well, he his broadcast, he definitely was wearing hockey jerseys long sorry, before was Ryan I? Reynolds was. You know, <laughs> at least in media, like was didn't he wasn't he rocking the was it a Penguins well, jersey in his uh, gin and juice video? Well, that's what I mean. Like he's been more connected to the game than Reynolds has. Like, yes, Ryan Reynolds did the whole series, and that would be really cool to have around the Sens. And he's done a great job with Wrexham. But like Snoop has been really involved with the LA Kings for a long time, and done the broadcast with Will Ferrell. And like, you know, when he goes to the, the booth, all those clips of Snoop are awesome. Like he he knows what he's talking about. He's not just like making random celebrity jokes. He at least. Not really knows what he's talking. He's not like a commentator, but he at least knows the players that are on the ice, right? Get him! Get him! What was Get that? him quick! That's my boy, quick! <laughs> what was it, like NHL 19 when he was doing the play-by-play with Sabalski in the gameplay? Oh, Wait, actually? Yeah. Sabalski would be all like, oh, and up up from the stands, it's, it's Snoop in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... On one hand, I would love to see the Netflix series or Amazon Prime series or whatever the hell it is that they did or Apple TV. I don't remember too many of them to keep track of. I would I would love to see that just because like, you know, I'm in Ottawa and it'd be cool to see some publicity around a team that is putting something together finally after some disorganization for a long time um, and mismanagement. But uh, yeah, on the other hand, Snoop would be fucking cool. And my joke, I I word. gotta just repeat this in word and not text. Uh, Sparta cat has to be Sparta dog, and then briefly Sparta lion, and then back to Sparta dog. <laughs> because he had a uh, revelation trip to Jamaica. And decided you, to funnily enough, Sparta we were talking lion. about was it Ryan Reynolds and, and hockey? And I do recall <laughs> that he was uh, on a 
Canadian cartoon with Leslie Nielsen called Zero Man, where the villains, um, henchmen, were Don and Ron, for, you know, like Don Cherry and Ron McLean. <laughs> oh, shit. Deep oh. cut. Did not know that one. Marner is a Selkie finalist, guys. Sorry, Bean. He should be, so glad. He, he Realistically, he should win it, but wingers never win it, unless your name's Yeri Lettinen. Who are the other two we got? Bergeron. Bergeron. And... Hughes got uh, nominated for the Lady Bing. Who was the, who was the third one? Uh, I thought it was Hughes, actually. He, Hughes again? Uh, he sure, sorry. He sure, yes. right. Close. Yeah. Okay, we got to get out of here. It's fucking late here. It's <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. Okay, thanks, guys. I love y'all. Appreciate y'all. And uh, we'll see you back on Sunday. See you Sunday. Clink. If you want to see more about the Leafs, don't forget to check out our Instagram and Facebook and Discord and all those other fun things on the interwebs at Leafs Late Night featuring Roscoe, Bean, or Steph, Southey, and Dottie Broder. Bye. (laughs) Do that. (laughs)